Good afternoon and welcome to our show today, The Walk to Serenity. We are being hosted by 4MTV and Walk to Serenity, and I'm so excited for our show today. I am your host, Kara Keem, and I am a psychotherapist, a Reiki master, and an author. I've written a book, Discovering My Wings, about how my life radically transformed when I started living in alignment with my intuition. And so I have a private practice helping to empower women on their journey. Here is our guest today, Marisol Colette, and I'm so excited to have her with us. She is the fashion therapist, and Marisol is a personal stylist and a psychotherapist who has married her expertise in fashion and personal identity with her decade-plus-long career working and teaching in the field of trauma and healing. So now she has a private practice blending both. And I'm excited to dive in and to learn more about your work. And I met you in Asheville like six years ago at this point, I think yep. it was. We were in the abundance group together. And mm -hmm. so I'm so excited to hear about how your life has evolved and everything has unfolded since that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you all for having me. I really appreciate being here. And just a little funny thing about being on StreamYard is that everything's backward. Like everything's in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. All yes. We're all in, in the reverse. Yes. I'm like, the part in my hair is so different than I have been seeing it in the mirror. Yes. So yes. I imagine this is the way other people see me, right? I think so. Yes. I, I think so. Yes. It's funny because, yes, I think I'm putting up one hand, but it's showing up on the screen as the other. So everything is backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, well, it's always good to have a little bit of a shift in perspective. So I appreciate that. Um, keeps you on your toes. So yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful meeting you. I mean, I specifically remember meeting you or really getting to know you a little bit better in a coffee shop and mm -hmm. on Haywood Road or Haywood, yeah, Haywood Road. And yeah, sitting, we were a little bit of a motley crew sitting there. Yes. We all had these very different experiences. And um, yeah, it was just an interesting, yeah, a little interesting mix of folks. And, you know, what I was sharing at the time was probably more of my dreams than what was a reality. I, we were in this group together. So we were all building a private practice. And, you know, what you and I have in common is that we were also had things living on the altar of our dreams. And yes. we wanted to create, we knew we were going to be creating something outside of what we were doing. But at the time for me, building a private practice was the most practical, logical way of earning a living coming from uh, an agency job as a social worker and knowing that my license meant something to people and starting a private practice was just a few steps of work that I needed to do that other people had paved the path before me. Um, and yeah, so that's what I, that, that's what I did. Also knowing that at the time I was teaching, uh, international trauma healing training called organic intelligence. So I was traveling all over the world yes. to teach that, uh, thinking that maybe my life would go in that direction completely. And then yes. also really wanting to build this practice in therapeutic image consulting, which is something that I was making up. I mean, I was making it up as I went along, but it made perfect sense to me. And it yeah. makes sense to a lot of people, right? And yes. I'll show you about what that is later. Yes, yes. And I love that. 
love that so much because you always have had such a sense of fashion and I'm not the most fashionable, but I do love fashion. I actually, I don't even know if I ever told you this, but in Virginia where I grew up, there are horse races and parties around golfing and masters and tournaments. And, you know, everyone always had the same dresses because it was a small little community. And so I would help design with people dresses that would be unique and different. And so I get where you're going with your practice in, in that small experience I had about just feeling good in your body and what you're wearing and having your own unique expression. I love that. And so yeah. I, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And I, I do remember that about you. Um, and I remember you showed me a photo of you. I think you were yeah. in pink, <laughs> pink or blue, but you, I remember the photo distinctly. You were standing by a mantle and you looked very different than you do now. Yeah. And you, yes. were explaining, uh, you were using it as a way to show me or represent to us who, who you had been in a former mm -hmm. uh, season of life. And so yeah. It, and you looked, you know, you looked exceptional for what I knew was probably a pretty homogenous yeah. kind of dressing. You, you also looked really exceptional. So, um, and I've always appreciated you and the stories that you've shared with me in the very little time that we've shared together, but it's always been meaningful to me. Yes. Thank you. And same with you. Same with you. So I would love to know about your passion for fashion and where this comes from and how you really blended and merged these two things. Because a lot of people might think that fashion is, you know, not related to healing or the soul at all, that it's more materialistic. But I, I love what you're doing. And I love that you had this vision. I mean, talk about a unique channel that you are for, for visions coming through and knowing what you're capable of and just going off the scripted path and doing your own thing. Cause I'm very inspired by people who do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what this is all about, right? Yes. Yes. So I, the simple, the kind of simple answer is where it came from is growing up in a family of artists and musicians and mm -hmm a lot of people who owned their own businesses. My grandma was a radio talk show host. My parents owned a gallery until they retired a couple of years ago. My uncle's an actor. I have a small family, but lots of, lots of people that love fashion and a lot of artists. And so mm -hmm. I, I came by my expertise or my, my care for and passion for fashion pretty honestly. And as I was working in an agency job. And I mean, you know, we could not have picked, I could not have picked a more, a, a job that was more different than yeah. me and my creative side. Yeah. One of the major elements of my personality and my soul calling are that to be in the helping profession. Yes. So I did what I thought to do, which was very logical, which is to go to school to be a social worker. And I got a really great job working for the federal government. And in that, I was, you know, the most fun dressed person there. I was making mm -hmm. friends with everyone. I was doing things to the beat of my own drum. I was getting in trouble all the time, ah. not understanding what I was doing wrong because I had this huge soul spirit and star-like presence. And people were like, you really need to get small, period. Yeah. Get small. Tone it down. Tone it way down. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward, I meet, well, uh, into that time there, I would go to my friends' houses for fun and for free and they'd buy me dinner or make me dinner and I would go through their closet because at some point people started to pick up, oh, she's got something and I need her 
personal styling. Oh, how cool is that? I love that. I love that. When we are meant to be on a path, it just is so organic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it was, and it was so fun and I did it and yeah, I'd host clothing swaps and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, fast forward to meeting my spouse and I had a plan to move to the Bay Area to start working for this international organization, Organic Intelligence. So they based out in California. So it's going to move out West and start uh, traveling with them more. And my, uh, I met my spouse dancing and he had just moved from the Bay Area. And we later realized when we were on vacation out there visiting some of his friends and my friends that I was going to move into a house that was a block away from his house Wow! in this middle class area of Oakland, like not even a place where that was cool or hip or that. Right, met. right, right. Yep. So, so yeah, so he really encouraged me. He says, you have to leave your job. You were intending to leave your job because we decided to stay in Asheville. He had just moved here and we had a lot of good reasons to stay. And we decided to stay here together. And I, so I said, okay. So I started my private practice, met you, et cetera. But meanwhile, I'm walking this parallel path of trying to build this business called, you know, therapeutic image consulting. Mm. So I marry my expertise in fashion with my, like you said, decade plus long career in trauma healing, because the work of putting clothes on our body and finding clothes that authentically represent who we are, but that not only look good, but feel good too, is a deeply personal process. And it's one that can be very heal, like the outcome of that can be really healing Mm -hmm. and the path to get there can can require a loving, compassionate companion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can see that. I can really see that. And I'm wondering if body image comes up also in that time for you, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I just wrote a, a post recently about the fact that, you know, the call that I get right now is I have have gained a bunch of weight in the past few years due to COVID Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to dress myself. And what I usually point out to folks is, and I bet that you're not the same person that you were going into the pandemic Mm. because what is actually happening is that people sure they're gaining or losing weight or whatever, right? Their, their form is changing, but so are their souls. Like, so are their spirits Their priorities are changing. Their family structures are changing their, um, what they believe in and value is changing, how they see the world is changing. And so what I'm more interested in, of course, I can help them get clothes to fit their body. That that's not the issue. The technicality of how to dress a form is not the issue, but I really want to know and help them explore who they are and how they want to show up in the world now that we're re-emerging some of us for the first time. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. And that is so powerful to be able to leave our house and to feel comfortable and to begin this process of doing inner work and then having the outer reflect that. I mean, you can tell when that's happening with somebody, the confidence is completely different. Totally. And so that's what I say, feeling comfortable and confident in everything you wear makes you feel comfortable and confident in everything that you do. And again, you know, so many of us have been taught that there's limited, 
resources for people getting dressed, that you have mm -hmm. to fit a particular mold, which was very true for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, the body positive movement um, it has created a lot of size inclusivity. And I mean, now when you look at advertisements, of course, you get that streamlined, uh, straight sized person, but you also see people that aren't just you know, the curvy girl or the larger person, you just see a lot of normal average people yep. Yep. wearing the clothes. And some companies do a better job than others of just being like, and this is what it actually looks like in right. different shapes and sizes and nothing special about it. It's literally just how it's going to look on an average human. Right, right. Yeah. I went to high school with a girl who hit it big in the modeling industry and, you know, we were 15. So of course she was a rail and she had these huge accounts like Louis Vuitton and Victoria's Secrets. And then she grew up and she had a normal body, not a 15-year-old body. And all of a sudden, she was considered a plus-size model. You know, this is back in the two early 2000s. And I'm and sure she was max a size like six, right? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. So she's become a big spokesperson for these plus-size models who are normal people. These, they're actually just normal people. And so we have come a long way. I mean, I'm thrilled that we're a part of this new movement. Mm -hmm. um, because things are shifting in that direction, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, and I, I really spend a lot of my time in that space. And so I, just like with anything that I'm swimming in the in this pool of uh, anti-fat phobic rhetoric and or anti-fat phobic uh, yeah. you know, spaces and people who are advocating for size inclusivity for everything that really matters. And yeah. I, so I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world sometimes, but I, I imagine that we still have a very, 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 very long way to go. And I hear that in the voices and uh, pain and struggles of my clients. Right. But I wanted to right. go back to this confident and feeling really confident in everything that you wear so that you feel confident in everything you do is that I live by the belief that we have so much more going on than what we wear. So mm. while it's, it's really empowering and it feels good and it can be uplifting to go out in the world and love what you wear, I want to make sure that everything in my client's closets look good on them and feel good on them so that when they walk out the door, they can actually stop thinking about what they're wearing mm -hmm. to just like feel into it for the day, if that's like the purpose of the day. But when I work with people, I'm working with people who have incredible gifts and huge missions in this world. And I just want them to feel good so that they can move on because it, you know, that feeling when you're uncomfortable in what you're wearing and you're pulling at it and, and you're self-conscious about it and you're choosing oh, yeah not to do something because of how you feel or feel like you look. Yeah. It's such a distraction. So that's what I really want is yeah. for clothes to no longer be a distraction and just yes. be yes. Oh yeah. And I know I cross my arms a lot when I'm uncomfortable and what I'm wearing. I, I put them down around my waist to cover my stomach. I mean, I go into positions I've noticed in my body that make, I know when I'm uncomfortable, that kind of hide different areas that I don't really like you know, and how different it is to be out in public in a space where I'm, I'm not hiding anything with my arms. I'm just free. I'm liberated. Mm -hmm. And does that happen because of what you're wearing? Meaning like when you hit it, when you hit the nail on the head? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's the confidence piece, you mm. know, because some of my most um, self-conscious moments have been when I'm at my thinnest, or I actually look my best physically to the outside observer, but that's when I wasn't confident in my own body. You know, I wasn't healthy in my own body with my, my mental state. Mm -hmm. It was more like, oh, I should look like this. So I'm going to contort and conform my body to look like this. That's right. That's right. I really also try to encourage my clients to recognize, and I write about this in my newsletter all the time, is there are no rules. You yes. are any, you're making them. And yep. other than that, there are no rules because the other question that I get often is, well, can I wear that? And sometimes it's, can I wear that at my age? Can I wear that at my size? Can I wear that? because I've never been an outgoing or extroverted person. It's always a question of, and, you know, and I challenge that. I'm like, you know, but who, is that your rule? Is that something that you want to live by? Or is that something yeah. you were taught to live by? And so yes. it, it is radical, courageous work of dismantling systems mm -hmm. of oppression, of that type of oppression and working um, against patriarchal norms and capitalistic norms that essentially get you either targeted into a place where being small means you're winning, but if you're yep. small because you're not eating or you're small because you're focusing on shrinking yourself or, you know, that's a literal and metaphorical yes. small yep. or that in, in a capitalistic sense of you're never good enough. So buy this, 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 and this to become better. I mean, you know, no dig on shapewear. Shapewear can be really fun to use as a tool, but if you feel like you have to have it or have to use it, it can be really expensive. It can be really yeah. hard to wear, hard to find, uh, you know, any of that stuff. It's like you have to buy something else or do something else before you're worthy. But truth is, is according to those systems, you're never worthy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. And there is one cultural norm. I mean, this is kind of a silly one, but it felt so important to me. My brother had passed away in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And I was like, we're not wearing black. I refuse. His favorite color was red. We are all wearing red. And so I just put that out to everybody, you know, all the guests. And of course, you know, it's a very normal thing like you show up and you're in black and I was just like that's not at all what he would wanted and I felt so much better wearing red and I felt so much better seeing a sea of red at the service in the church than I did if everyone showed up in black so I love that you say there are no rules because that was one instant where I decided to just break the rules and we're doing something different this time because that's what would really honor him yeah. And I, you know, I know a little bit about your backstory and where you came from. And, and I know that there are a lot of rules and there's a lot of expectations and social norms. And I, I want to say I honor those as long as they're things that we feel like we get to choose and opt into. And I really, you know, my role with my clients is not to, to take people to places that they don't want to be. I, right. I work a, a client recently, or I'm still working with her, but I, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, really navigating very gently this feeling that I had that they're like, you use the word liberation, that there was some liberation that needed to happen. Yes. And I was saying like edgy. And, you know, the more I learned about her, the more I learned that she is straddling her own evolution towards more liberation and a desire to hold on to some conservative values and things that really mean something to her. And 
I don't think she knows or I know yet, like where she's headed, if she's going to fall into one category or another, if we're just going to continue to, to find the balance of those. But it was a cool conversation. And I was just at her house going through her closet. You know, I mean, the, yeah. the idea that I was just coming to help organize her closet, help her get rid of things that she no longer needs and make use of things that she has was, that was the whole point of me being there and to assess what was there so that we could figure out where we were going to shop. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people hear this and, and I have another client who was like, I was I was talking to my boss and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm talking to my personal stylist. And he was like, wait, 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 you have a personal stylist. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's like, you know, she told me she was like, and I felt kind of sheepish because I, I was like, I don't even know how to explain to him like what that means because it's yeah. so much more than yes. just what to wear or what not yes. to wear. Yeah. Yes, it's true. It's true. And so you say aligning style with your soul. So how do we even do that? What does that mean for people? Well, and you know, that's, that's me as a therapist. And I know, you know, this as a psychotherapist too, is that when we are walking with our clients, sometimes they come in with less of an understanding of who they are or oh, more yeah. of that prescriptive understanding of who they are, who they think they are. And then they just find themselves. And so that's what we're doing together is helping, yep. helping my clients find themselves. Because when, when somebody walks into my room or my office or the, the virtual space with me, I have absolutely no idea what we're going to do. I have absolutely no idea. I know that there's a structure to my program. I, I know that there's a, a way in which I live out my work, but it's always going to be driven by the client and my shepherding them towards their own selves, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know you know that because, we, you know, it's not an agenda that we come into those rooms. Oh, with. no. It's very fluid. It yeah. takes on a life of its own. It just takes its own form and its own shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But as we also know, it's really nice and important to have people reflect back to us what we're saying or to challenge some of these preconceived notions. And here goes the phone. Um, okay. Cool. Caught it. So, you know, to challenge those preconceived notions, those ideas, those, those uh, expectations that society or our families or others have placed on us. And so it gets, it's, I call it my best girlfriend program because I become your best friend for a time. Yes. And I'm your biggest, that just means that I'm your biggest supporter. I'm the person that's going to see you for who you truly are. And I have a, a natural capacity. It's just so easy for me to see the beauty in people and then to help, you know, hold that mirror up to them and mm -hmm. where they've had blind spots around their own internal and external beauty. Yes. I am showing that back to them just by yes. loving them truly. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I feel like I needed you during my transformation because as you know, I went through this very radical. I went from very conservative life with ruffles and pearls and bleached hair and all this stuff. Nothing against bleach hair, but mine was like really bleach. Um, to then, you know, living in a van and these flowy clothes and loose pants. And all my friends back home were like, you went from a Stepford wife to a hippie chick. And then my newfound hippie friends were like, 
well, I'm not buying this. You're still carrying a designer bag. And so I felt this complete loss of identity. And like, I'm like, oh, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't have fit in over there. I don't know that I fit in over here. And so, you know, for people, it really is a journey into coming home to your own soul and, and not even listening to any of the noise around you. And so to have somebody helping you through that journey, I think would be so powerful because I certainly needed it. And what I hear you saying also is that it wasn't, it wasn't about having the designer bag or the ruffle. It was about the fact that there was this misattune, this like misalignment. Yeah. It just didn't make it. People were noticing like this, this doesn't add up. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It really making sense to me, like who you are, who you say you are Mm -hmm. and how you're presenting isn't lining up. And Maybe they were coming from a judgmental perspective. My hope would be that some of the people who were closer to you and who cared more for you were just basically saying like, let's really dive a little deeper. Like who, yes. who actually are you here? And why is, you know, we we think about who we love. We choose where we live. Sometimes we get to choose what we eat. Sometimes we get to choose whether or not we exercise. And I say sometimes because I understand that that's all of that is a very privileged place to be, to get to choose what you eat, where you live and who you love. But, but in the same way. So for those listening who feel like they do have choice in all those things, I also want you to feel like you can choose what you wear. And Mm -hmm. so where, whereas people say, you know, I don't like, fashion. I don't like style. It's vain. I don't want to participate. You're also getting dressed every single day. So why not enjoy getting dressed? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that a thousand percent. It's like Mm -hmm. we we have to wear clothes. So why not feel good in them? And and the biggest, yes. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference for me when I walk out of that house and I feel good in what I'm wearing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not vain. That's confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I love that. I just love your whole journey and this whole merging. And, you know, I love it so much because I'm finding all of these social workers who came in, you know, we have this helping spirit and then we have this artsy creative side and we're like, oh, but I'm also this. It's happening with a lot of um, artists in Asheville. There's one I can think of, Lori Portka. She's one of my favorite artists and she's in Asheville. Mm -hmm. And I love her work. And when I was reading it, it's like, she's a former, I'm pretty sure social worker. And then we have a lot of women who are now writing books and becoming authors and really diving in that way. And I just love these social workers who are blending art and creativity and social work because it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like we can, we can do both. And it's so fulfilling to us to be able to show up in those spaces and to be able to live out the creativity and the creative parts of ourselves. And, you know, the, the inroad of working with somebody on a total life transformation through what they wear is it's sneaky, right? So people call and they're like, I don't know what to wear, right? Like I gained pounds in COVID or I don't know what to wear. I just got a divorce or I don't know what to wear. I'm I'm getting married or I'm going to, even so simple, I'm like, I have a photo shoot or I'm going to this event. 
And then to be able to have a complete life transformation because of the work that we're doing, not just, yes. a, not just a wardrobe transformation, but a complete life transformation. Yes. It's like, it's like my little, my little sneaky plan to help you change your life in a way that, but through this modality, that is so fun and yes. so enlivening. And so I get to be a helper. I get to do the deep transformational work with my clients. We just aren't sitting in an office crying about it. And sometimes we're sitting in a dressing room crying, but it, but we're not having these like epic four-walled cathartic moments that we think about in therapy, which are so beneficial for so many reasons. But it's, I love personally, girl child is a huge archetype of mine. And so to be able to have fun yes, is so yes. important. And I am much, much more effective in my job when I'm having a good time. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I love that archetype. Do you know the woman, Katie Vi or Katie V. Yeah, Katie. Who, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She We're has in Girls Child season right now. I study with her. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've studied with her and I've I've have some of her oils. So that is that is one of my favorites. That is one I always have on hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what is a tip you can share with our audience to align their style with their soul and to help build that confidence? Yeah. So I have a, a freebie on my website. So it's Soul Reflection, S-O-L, because that's you know part of my name, Marisol, soulreflection.com. And there's a freebie there. And it's called the Stretch Your Style Simply, the five-day Stretch Your Style Simply Challenge. And mm -hmm. so if you sign up for it, you get kind of signed up for my newsletter. But for the the five days following, I encourage people to do one thing differently. So we have lots of habits and patterns in our dressing, and we do it very subconsciously, or we just for many people, pull the thing that's on the back of the chair and put it on again. And mm -hmm. so this kind of gets you out of that trance-like state that we get dressed in where we just wear all black or we wear the same thing yep. all the time or the good stuff stays in the back of the closet. And it invites you to make one small change because I'm not really a fan of the complete overhaul. So in that way, I do not like the idea of a... Uh, makeover type thing right. because I don't feel like it sticks and it's, it's more of that outside in work. Whereas what I do is an inside out job. Mm -hmm. And so it encourages people to make a, a small change. So add a brooch that was meaningful to you, something that yes. came from your family, wear a lipstick that you have that you never wear on a day that you wouldn't wear it like a Monday morning, wear mm -hmm. the or do something different for five days and just notice how you feel about it. And so that's my tip is like, do something small. Uh, and as that starts to feel different in your body, give me a call because we can do more of that. Yes. Yes. And let those changes happen little by little and just trust that you don't have to do everything all at once. Yes. Yes. Start small, baby steps. I mean, I feel like that's so important in every part of our life, right? The that's healing right. journey, you know, when we're overwhelmed with work. I mean, that's a great way to start. It's just you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Just those tiny steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Ah, it's been so lovely to reconnect with you. Thank you so much for being here. I just love your vision. I love what you do. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, that's the thing. I We all need more fun in life. And why not have fun when healing? Because I believe we can. I don't think it's always got to be so arduous. It can be heavy at times and we'll navigate that, but I think we can pull fun in too. It's the best. Yeah. Awesome. So how can people find you? Your website, you said that. 
Yep. The and website, you can find me on Instagram at soul reflection. Again, that's S O L reflection. I'm on Facebook at soul reflection. Uh, you can also listen to my husband and I's podcast. It's yes. reading aloud podcast where we talk about, well, we give you a lot of insight into our relationship. We talk through all of our problems and all of our joys together. Uh, yeah. We documented our journey, our IVF journey towards getting pregnant, which we finally mm. did. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, you hear about my stuff there as well. It's just different ways to connect and um, yeah, I'm thinking anything else. Yeah. That'd be it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a treat. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.